Welcome to Two Inches Off the Ground. When you are enlightened, you live your life two inches off the ground. Thank you for downloading this episode. I would love for you to give me five stars on Apple Podcasts and please write a review. Why? Because it helps with the algorithm and is crucial for others to find the podcast. Thank you so much. This is season two, episode 13, channeling a multidimensional being with Tracy Shannon. You know her, you love her. We have Tracy Shannon back from season one, episode 18. That was the episode about animal communication. Tracy is not only a top animal communicator, I've used her as an animal communicator or what you would call, you know, a pet psychic for my dogs and cows many times. And every time I am blown away by the results and I get a lot of answers to my questions and a lot of solutions. So I highly recommend her for that. But did you know, and we quickly mentioned it, if you listened in her original episode, that she is a channel or a channeler. And she's come here today to discuss her incredible gift that assists in healing humanity. And I'm honored that she's sharing this gift with us today. Welcome, Tracy. Thank you, Jennifer. And if you hear some crunching in the background, that's in between my dog and Tracy's dog, (laughs) eating kibble, chewing their nails. So you know how that is. Can't put the dog anywhere else because then it'll just start barking and going crazy as we all know. Just in case listeners don't know, let me define what a channel or channeler is. Now, Tracy, do you prefer channel or channeler? Channel is fine with me. Okay, great. So a channel is a person who conveys thoughts or energy from a source believed to be outside the person's body or conscious mind, or one who speaks for non-physical beings or spirits. You guided me, Tracy, to the Bean Bashar, channeled by Daryl Anka, Cryon, channeled by Lee Carroll, and Dolores Cannon. I've been studying them, including watching First Contact, the documentary by Daryl Anka on how he channels a multi-dimensional being named Bashar and Bashar's Messages for Humanity. And you can rent that on Amazon Prime. That's what I did. You are a channel who channels a multi-dimensional being named Ariana. Please tell us what is a multi-dimensional being and how were you introduced to Ariana? The easiest way for me to define multi-dimensional being is a being that can be in its physical form and at the same time allow its consciousness to enter into other dimensions. We do that all the time. So we are multidimensional beings as well. And an easy way to explain that is when you're driving your car, you're listening to an audiobook or you're daydreaming and you are transported to that moment in time where you're listening to the audiobook or you're daydreaming. And say so you're on the highway, you suddenly realize that Uh, You've gone by your exit or 10 miles has passed and you didn't realize that you had gone that far. And there sometimes you come out of it and you say, wait, I didn't even realize that I was here already. Yeah. And there's a lot of cursing too. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) I know when you don't have the GPS on, there's no one to say redirect, redirect, (laughs) redirect. (laughs) That is what a multidimensional being is. My definition is a being, again, who can be in its physical form, yet enter into different consciousnesses within different dimensions. 
And how were you introduced to Ariana? If you could tell us a little bit about her. I've met her. I've met her twice, but I, I would love to tell for you to tell us about her. Yes, I was introduced to Ariana, or actually she introduced herself to me when I was sitting with a friend of mine doing some channeling work and we were just chatting and talking about channeling and we were sitting in, a, in her sacred space on her land. We were having a conversation that was very simple yet profound about humanity and expanding into our multidimensional awareness and suddenly this feeling came over me and the only way for me to describe it is it was just a very peaceful yet high vibration feeling. It's as if my entire body became alive. I was not trembling, but it was vibrating. And my entire body was vibrating with this energy. I looked at my friend and I said, I think there is a multidimensional being that is looking to come through me. She's very aware of what I do and how I work and has been for a long time. So she asked me to explain to her what I was experiencing, and I told her what I just told you. So she started asking just very simple prompting questions. You know, what does it feel like? And what is the message coming through? And with that, Ariana came through and introduced herself as a being from the Arcturian realm. Her name was Ariana, and she was there with her brother Ian. Ian then came in and wanted to make sure that uh, we understood his name was spelled E-A-N. He was very specific about that. And she just came through with this beautiful, loving, peaceful, gentle energy. There was no hesitancy on my part with what I was experiencing, meaning there wasn't any fear. There wasn't any kind of hesitation as to this doesn't feel right because it felt so peaceful and so beautiful and so warm and loving, it was easy to allow that experience to happen. The more I relaxed into the experience, the more Ariana began uh, coming in with wisdoms and the faster she, she started talking. It was actually hard for me at times for my physical, my physicality to keep up with the words that she was bringing through. So I had to ask her to slow down a couple of times because generally when I am not channeling, I find that I have a hard time finding words. I'll stumble over my words sometimes, but when I'm channeling, the information just flows so smoothly. That's also when I knew that her energy coming through was just this brilliant, beautiful energy. And it is as an observer, it absolutely is. I'm going to talk about that later, what it's like to be an observer, to watch someone channel because it's a beautiful experience. So Tracy, you had mentioned the Arcturian realm, and I just want to read our listeners a definition for people that don't know what it is. The Arcturians are highly advanced, very loving, peaceful beings from Arcturius, a star in the Botus constellation. They are ready to communicate and work with any soul who aspires to journey with them to a higher level of consciousness. So it's basically a star seed. Yes. Okay. Yep, exactly. So it's basically a star seed being. I just want everyone to understand that before we continue. And I apologize. I kept saying Ariana, but it's 
Ariana. So I'm going to say it correctly now, Ariana. Sorry, Ariana. I know you're here. So I apologize for that. I'm going to get your name right. I have seen you channel Ariana twice, once by Firelight in a women's circle. Have to give a little shout out here to Terry Lundquist because we love her. So in that circle, it was absolutely beautiful. So if you can imagine, it was a fall night. We were on this beautiful piece of land. We had this firelight going and I listened to the recording yesterday and you can still hear the fire crackling. It's so magical. You're channeling, someone else is channeling. It's it's very cool. You get to hear Ariana. And what I want to say as an observer is that I remember in the circle and then I listened back that you spoke for 10 minutes straight and you spoke extremely fast. So that message, Ariana really wanted to get out fast, right? I remember that urgency. And when you spoke, you did not stumble over any words for 10 minutes and you did not (laughs) really take a breath for 10 minutes. If that's not channeling, I don't know what that is because I want people to think about that. Speaking fast for 10 minutes, not taking a breath, not stumbling over one word. So then after 10 minutes, you stop and you <laughs> you say to Ariana, I just, I need a second. I need to take a breath because what happens and Tracy, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but my interpretation of it and everything I've been studying is that you have to raise your vibration to meet Ariana. You have to meet your vibration. And in order to do this, you have to remember, you guys, these are multidimensional beings that don't need oxygen. They don't need food. They're just living off of energy and vibration. So for her, for Ariana, she's just speaking, but she doesn't need to take a breath. But the human Tracy needs to take a breath. So the human Tracy has to meet her. So I don't think... Ariana is lowering her vibration, but there's a point in there where you you had to stop her and say, hey, I need to take a breath. Then you continued for another 10 minutes and then you stopped and then you continued, let's say, for another five minutes. And that to me was really impressive. Also, as an observer, I saw that your whole face changed as if Ariana entered your body completely. And it's absolutely incredible to witness. So... I just want to know, how do you feel physically when you channel? Do you remember what you say afterward? I feel very peaceful when I channel. I feel the energy running through my body. And it's almost as if I am plugged into a different source of energy. And I feel that's why I can talk really quickly and uh, don't stumble over my words very often, which I love. So I love being in that energy because it feels very free flowing and it feels very expansive. And to me, it feels like home. So that's what it feels like to me. Do I remember what I've channeled? I will remember little bits and pieces of what I channel, but normally I do not remember the channel. And that's why I record many of them. In fact, I will tell people before I start channeling that there's a good chance I won't remember any of the channel. Therefore, if they have questions afterwards, I may not remember what was said. I also let people know right from the get-go that the information comes through me and not from me. 
there are moments where I am asked to present information as an anecdote, as a, an experience that I've had to help them relate to what they're experiencing. And when I do that, I tell people that, okay, this information is coming from me. Then when the, the channel starts up again, I'll let them know, okay, this is a channel and this information is going to be coming through me. So I'll only have to tell them that a couple of times within a session. And then we establish a, a rhythm and a flow. So I can go into that space where the information is coming from me. They understand that. And then when I'm back in the channel where the information is flowing through me, my client then understands that as well. How often do you channel? I mean, I know you have clients and you have a channeling service where you channel multidimensional beings for people. You channel spirits, so mediumship as well. You channel animals uh, mm-hmm. that have passed over as well. But for yourself, if it's not client-based, how often do you channel Ariana? That's a good question. I I talk with her a lot. I talk with her almost every day. I'm not only talking to Ariana. I'm also talking to my guides, the animals, the trees, the earth, the waters, the ocean dwellers. So I am channeling a number of different energies every day throughout the day. There are moments where I will be in that space of channeling and an hour has gone by and I didn't even realize it. So I would say I channel every day. I channel Ariana almost every day. It can be as simple as, okay, Ariana, I'm really confused about the situation. Can you help me see it from a different vantage point so I can have a better understanding of what's happening in order to raise my vibration out of this place of contraction and get into a more expansive space? Sometimes I hear her voice in my energy. Sometimes I can feel her in my awareness and that's enough to raise my vibration so that I can then see a situation from a different vantage point or I'll get an image. A perfect example is I was thinking about someone who at times was not always on the up and up. It didn't make sense to me because they always told me the truth. But then there was this other side of them that would come in and it would surprise me because they told me the truth. And then on the other side, there was this confusion and this frustration and agitation because the behavior wasn't matching what was said. So she showed me, it it just blew me away. She showed me an image of a Venus flytrap. And if you've ever seen a Venus You're saying flytrap, Ariana, show, Ariana shows you. Correct. Okay. So Ariana showed me an image of a Venus flytrap and it was open as soon as a fly lands in the Venus flytrap because what happens is the Venus flytrap sends out an aroma or a signal that's very enticing to the fly. Venus flytraps eat meat. They're meat eaters. So she's showing me this image. The fly comes in because it's lured into this very false sense of security, this safe space, this beautiful place where there's 
food and there's protection and uh, there's survival. And then when the fly lands in it, the Venus flytrap closes. They are now trapped. They're devoured. So I thought that was a very interesting image and a very profound image to help me understand how this person's personality worked. And there was no judgment around what this person did and how they operated. It's just their journey. But having that image along with the wisdom that came with it made so much sense that to me that I could then release all of the confusion around. But they said one thing and then behaved in a completely different way. I just went through the same type of situation with someone. And I really appreciate that you gave that as a suggestion to me and the listeners, because I wish I would have done that. I wish I would have dropped into my heart and, you know, channeled whatever source or my guides or, you know, if a star seed, I have a star seed being that being came through me, that would have helped a lot in that situation. Cause I was very confused. And it was the same thing where the person always said the truth, but they were acting a totally different way. And I love the image of the Venus flytrap because it's very direct. Mm-hmm. It's very, you you know, the answer to that one. It's very direct, but I also love that. And you talked about this. Uh, I've talked about Tracy's amazing star seed workshop that I do with her. We talk a lot about compassion. It's something that I'm really working on. Ariana has talked about extensively is having compassion, you know, not being mad at that person, but just dropping into your heart and saying, yep, this is a person's journey, but I don't need to go on the journey with them. Mm-hmm. I don't need that energy in my life, not in a judgmental way, but just in a, okay, time to release that energy way. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so I very that. matter of fact. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Matter of fact, there are so many forms of channeling discussed, especially in the movie First Contact, such as writing, painting, doing a podcast, receiving a message from source. When I wrote my first book, it was not channeled at all. And it was the hardest thing to write. (laughs) Keep in mind, I was writing fiction and it was my first novel. So that also made it hard. The subject matter made it really hard. Very difficult. The next two books, which I wrote, were nonfiction. I channeled them, what I believe was channeling them. It went so fast. I think I wrote each of those books in two weeks. And in fact, I have two more books I'm hoping to write in March and April. We'll see if it happens. But I have told myself I will only do it if they're channeled. That's it. I'm not going to sit here for freaking years again, try to get this book out and pull my hair out. Uh Uh-uh. has to be channeled. So... I think that's a that's a good example of how you can channel. And I actually want to do a podcast episode later in the season about how to channel a book. So I think my listeners will be interested in that. But if the listeners want to start channeling with a multidimensional being like you do, how would they start? Know that your process is going to take what it takes. It's about being easy on yourself, Uh, For some people, it may be new. For others, it may be familiar. Finding that kind of sweet spot when you drop in is is just going to help you fine-tune your connection. The easiest thing to do is to use your heart as a focal point because the heart really 
truly is a portal into the universe. Science is starting to catch up with the fact that we are multidimensional beings. So we can easily connect to the field that exists out there that I tap into, that you tap into, that nature is, is a part of already. When you drop into your heart, what happens is you focus on your heart and you slow your breathing down. So I find the easiest thing to do is when you inhale and exhale, you slow that down, yet you make the exhale slower than the inhale. And what that does is, first of all, it makes you pay attention to your body and your breathing. And that gets you out of your mind and into your body. Allow that breathing to encompass the energy of the heart and you drop further into your body, into your awareness and further away from your mind because the mind is going to come in and say, you're not doing it right. You should be doing it this way or I don't have time to do this. I can only do this for three minutes because I have an appointment or what have you. So what you can do is if you feel the need to set a timer because you only have a certain amount of time, do yourself a huge favor and set a timer. That way you're not worried about the time that you're spending doing this. If you have an unlimited amount of time uh, that day, great. Just allow yourself to, to sit with whatever time you have. When you drop in and go quiet like that, what happens is you allow all of your edges to soften. All of those edges, societies, edges whatever is coming in to try to take you away from your heart center and put you back into the control of the mind. So when we drop in and channel, it's really about letting go of control and expanding into the awareness that we are part of already this, again, this beautiful infinite field of wisdom is literally within us and at our fingertips. So when we drop in like that, you will find that each person is going to channel information differently. Some people may just hear words, they may have images, they may have feelings, they may find that sitting like that doesn't work for them. So they need to do automatic writing, which is you have a piece of paper, you have a pen, you drop in, you allow yourself to go quiet, and you just begin writing words. As soon as you start thinking about what you're writing, you stop because your mind is getting involved. And then you breathe and you go back to your heart center and you just start writing words again. Other people will find that moving meditation or moving channeling works best for them. Say if you are doing this breathing technique and being aware of your heart and you're out in nature and you're taking a walk and you're just allowing the energy of nature to flow through you or if you're in the city you're just allowing the surroundings to be a part of your backdrop almost like a white noise so if you can really drop into your body then you'll find out which way is best for you. Yes, every single person on this planet is different, so everybody's going to channel. 
information differently. It's just a matter of, again, being easy with yourself and figuring out what works best for you. You might find that one way works really, really well, and then suddenly it doesn't work for you anymore. I was uh, mentoring a 14-year-old who blew me away. She'd never done automatic writing before. She's very tapped in. She sees spirit. She feels things. She communicates with them. We were working on increasing her intuitive abilities, so I introduced her to automatic writing. I explained to her what I just explained to you about how to do that, dropping in and just writing words. And as soon as you start thinking about the word stop, just stop what you're doing, drop back in and start writing again. And she found it very, very difficult. So she would write two sentences and it was, she said she felt like she was slogging through mud. I said, okay, so let's try this differently. And again, this is where me centering myself and dropping in is allowing me to help someone else because I went quiet for a moment and something said write backwards. So I said to her, okay, so how about instead of writing from left to right, you try writing from right to left. That's what she did. And she was writing so much so quickly. And when she stopped, not only was she writing from right to left, but she was writing the words backwards. And the only way she could read what she wrote was to either hold it up to the sunlight so you could see through the paper or hold the paper up to a mirror so that you could read it. That definitely drives home the point of everyone is unique. Everyone is unique. And when I always tell listeners, Tracy, when I drop into my heart, I, I feel it expand. I feel my heart chakra expand. I feel a dull achiness. So if that's something that you've never experienced before, it's a cool feeling. Don't be afraid of it. And that's when you know you're dropping into your heart. I'm so glad you mentioned the feeling in your heart center. Each person is going to have a different feeling. Some people may find that their heart rate increases. Some people may find that they feel what they're interpreting as maybe anxiety because that's the only thing that they've been able to associate with the increase in frequency is an, a sense of anxiousness. When that happens, if people just sit and continue the breathing, what happens is the energy is allowed to move. When our heart starts racing and our mind comes in and says, oh my God, this is too much for me. I'm feeling really anxious. Well, the body is going to match that thought process that the mind is, is implementing. If people can continue to sit with the breathing, the heart-focused breathing, what happens is the mind no longer has the ability to control what the energy is going to do. The energy is allowed to move. And when that happens, the energy moves, the heart rate reduces, and that feeling of expansiveness quiets. People actually feel themselves move into the spaciousness of the expansive energy that they're stepping into without the feeling of anxiety or without the anxiousness that may or may not come with that feeling of expansion. Thank you for clarifying that because I know I was saying I feel the dull achiness, but you're right. Someone else may feel that heart racing feeling. So thank you. Mm -hmm. Ariana 
has such beautiful messages for humanity, and I especially love her patience. Why do I say that? So <laughs> from what I've watched and read and listened to, multidimensional beings often relay annoyance or frustration or what we would interpret as annoyance and frustration in their voice because of how slow humans are at grasping metaphysics or how imprecise our language is to express their theories and explanations. So it's like <sighs> a lot of sighing. You humans, I, I can't keep you know. I, I can't keep explaining this over and over. I told you this last time, as I said before. I can't express it. It's a lot of frustration. Why do you think, from what I've seen with Ariana, why is she so patient? That's interesting. I have I have not heard that that uh, the multidimensional beings are impatient. You That's hear really it a lot with Dolores Cannon when mm -hmm. her subjects are channeling multidimensional beings. They're constantly like, oh my God, I have to slow down for you, blah, blah. It's a lot of that. And there's a mm -hmm. lot of frustration. You hear it a little bit with Bashar as well, just because I just watched him. Uh, you hear yep. a little bit with Cryon, but more with Bashar. And Bashar is more sarcastic, I would say, with it mm -hmm. and more humorous, but it's still like a little, eh, I'm frustrated with you. <laughs> So how, how is your being so patient? <laughs> That's a good question. Yes, I've noticed that with definitely with uh, Bashar. Yes, he can be very, he can be a bit uh, flippant at times. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Gets right to the point. That's for sure. Yeah. You know what you're dealing with. I don't know. I've never been asked that question. Probably because you're in the channeling state and it's, not something you would think about. Do you know what I mean? It's not, it's, it's comes yeah. out how it comes out. Now I'm the observer, right? So that's mm -hmm. how it comes out to me. Now, if you listen to Ariana channel, mm -hmm. she's direct. She's right. to the point. Mm -hmm. She's ha has this beautiful language she uses. It's English, but it's, it's a beautiful way of speaking but she's patient. That's what I like about her. She has a lot of compassion mm -hmm. and she's patient. Mm -hmm. I wonder if it has to do with the, the channeler and mm. the person who is acting as, as the channel for this multidimensional being to come through. That makes sense. That's, yeah. That's the only thing I can say is, you know, they're tapping into the, the channeler and with the channeler, the personality of that individual is, is going to come through with the information that's being provided. See, that makes sense to your personality because your personality, you're very kind, you're very compassionate, you're a very giving person, but there's also a side to you where you're direct and mm -hmm. I wouldn't mess with you. You know what I mean? I wouldn't try to like come into one of your groups and totally fuck with the energy or do anything like that because I know you're strong enough to say, mm -hmm. don't do that. So I can see that. That makes sense to me now because with Bashar, Daryl Anka, he may be actually a really funny, sarcastic person. And that's just mm -hmm. how it translates. Now, if I had a multidimensional being, what would that be like? Would they be an asshole? Because I can be an asshole. I don't know. <laughs> well, I, 
We can answer that very, 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 very quickly because on Saturday you channeled your multidimensional being and I did. it was very loving and very patient and very kind. Oh, that's nice. That makes me happy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> that's absolutely. good to know. That's good to know. So one of Ariana's messages from the women's circle was ego rising. I love this mm-hmm. message and how we discriminate against ego, but we should actually embrace ego and help it raise its vibration. Please explain this concept. My interpretation of experiencing Ariana's message of ego uh, may be different from other people's interpretations. So I'm just going to say that off the top. This is my experience with her, with Ariana. I have found that supporting the ego in its process of evolution is really, really important because the ego is a part of us. I don't feel as human beings, the ego is is going to go away anytime soon. That's not going to happen. It's always going to be there. It's always going to be a part of us. It seems to always have a say in how we respond, how we make choices, you know, our thought processes, what have you. There are times where the ego just seems very immature. It's sometimes like an ill-behaved child. And the child is just looking for some attention, some direction, some boundary setting, whatever it is. When that happens, there's a peacefulness that comes over the child because they feel seen and heard. And so my experience is that the ego is looking for assistance in its evolution. It wants to be seen and heard and be included in the evolutionary process. I feel it's really important to allow ourselves to embrace the ego in a way that is going to be boundary setting and in a way that is going to say, hey, you know what? That may be the way that you used to operate, that we used to operate, but that doesn't work anymore. So we're going to work together to find another way to evolve, to raise our frequency in order to make a different choice or choose a different behavior. Sometimes it feels like the ego only understands what it has experienced, meaning It has no idea what's coming in the next five minutes or the next 10 minutes or the next two weeks. So when we have experiences that maybe throw us off balance, that make us fearful, or we step into a huge amount of vulnerability and we're not sure what to do, you know, the ego wants to come in and say, okay, follow me. I know what to do because we've been through this before and this is the path that we used before and it worked. The thing is, the ego looks to the past in order to predict what's going to happen in the future. Because we are constantly evolving, what we did maybe five years ago or five days ago may not work. When the ego starts coming in with all of these fearful thoughts or images trying to control the situation... What we can do is slow ourselves down and really go back to breathing and dropping down into our bodies and allowing that silence to come in and almost hold the hand of ego and say, okay, 
that worked at one point. So let's do something different. Let's just stay here in the moment and see what happens. And there are times when the ego comes in and says, I don't like this. I don't know what's going to happen. I have to predict it. I have to be sure I understand what's happening so that when somebody says something, I can be prepared. Or when somebody does something, I can be prepared. And you just have to allow all of those thoughts to go through the process of going through what they need to do. And then it quiets down. In that space of quiet, the ego almost surrenders to the fact that you're not going to engage it in that way. You move forward making a different decision that is not based on the past, but is based on the potential that you're in the process of stepping into, meaning having blind faith, knowing that whatever you're stepping into, regardless of how exciting or how scary it may be, is for your highest good. I really feel when we do that, we're modeling for the ego how it can evolve and how it can be in the present moment with our higher selves, our souls, whatever you want to call that larger part of us. There are times where the ego is going to throw a temper tantrum because it does not want to move forward. And again, if we can just slow down, be in the moment and model for the ego what is best for us, the ego will actually begin to get on board. Just remember that every time we level up into another, into a higher vibration, it's uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable for us physically. It's uncomfortable for us mentally and emotionally. You know, the ego is attached to all of that. But if we can allow ourselves to realize that there is something, there's another decision that we can make while stepping into this potential, we can then take the hand of ego and walk side by side with it into this potential, allow the ego to know that it will not be alone in its evolutionary process. Perfect, long answer. I really like that. That was really, I don't mean long in a bad way. I mean, you explained okay. that thoroughly. You explained that complex theory, I guess you could say, very thoroughly. And it makes sense. And it goes back to what we were talking about with the people that we weren't sure about. There was no ego involved in that decision to say, you know what, you go on your journey, I go on my journey. There was no ego and you did a better job of it than me, but you, you know, dropped into your heart and you really had a good meditation about the person and how to handle the situation. So that to me was a great example. So thank you for explaining that concept because I think about that a lot. Um, I think about the idea of ego rising and something I'm trying to do as well. Now, I want to mention just something really quickly that I thought of just so everyone knows. When you channel or you is in the general you, whoever's channeling, we discussed you know channeling in English and automatic writing and, and writing backwards and the whole thing. Your words, if they come through in regard to voice may not be in English or in your native language. They may be in some crazy starseed language. It may be light language. I speak light language as well. So it may come through in light language. When you meet people who speak light language, because I belong to a couple light language groups, everyone has a different way of speaking light language. Everyone. We had someone in our starseed workshop 
speak her formal like language if you heard me speak it. And I was debating that day, Tracy. I was debating if I should do it in light language because I actually felt more mm-hmm. comfortable doing it in light language, but I didn't want to copy this person. My light language is like really cute and playful. And a lot mm-hmm. of times you'll get the light language that sounds really scary. It's like, whoa, like that kind of thing. I don't do that. <laughs> I do really cutesy stuff. So it just depends. Don't be surprised if the way you channel comes out in a really different way. And and I think, Tracy, obviously, you know this. I've seen people channel. There's a woman I'm thinking of in particular where, and this happens a lot, where they burp a lot. There's a lot of burping going on because Uh they're cleansing and they're clearing. And then she's speaking some strange language and then it's in clicks. And then, so just don't Mm -hmm. be scared or embarrassed if that happens. That's what I want to say too. Yeah, exactly. That's great. And if you are curious as to how you sound, you know, use your phone or some kind of recorder to record the message and no one has to hear it. It's just really interesting to notice how your voice changes when you channel. And it doesn't, like you said, light language, what have you. It doesn't matter. But it's kind of fun to see see what happens. So then you have an idea of how you sound to people. So if that's where you need to start in order to get yourself more comfortable with expanding into maybe channeling for a friend or an open-minded family member, you know, and then you can just build from there or even doing that. And then, you know, putting something on YouTube, who knows where it could take off, be open to when the channeling happens, because it can come in in the most interesting times, you may (laughs) go through the process. Yeah, you may go through the process of dropping in and you feel like you get nothing. And then you get up from your meditation, or you get up from your your focused awareness and you're doing something else and something suddenly boom, there it is. I mean, that image of the Venus flytrap came in for me when I was brushing my teeth. Exactly. it, It can happen anywhere, anytime. That's what happens with ideas for this podcast and my other podcast is I'm doing something like taking a shower, brushing my teeth, uh, chopping up vegetables. And that's where it comes through, not in the meditation. That's where the inspiration, I, I always have my phone and I'm always writing in my notes. So guys, keep a note section in your phone. And like Tracy said, record it. Everyone's different. And that's the beauty of it. Mm-hmm. The beauty is in each and every individual's uniqueness. You know, yes, we are constantly again, we're constantly evolving. So if we can allow ourselves to evolve, then we can be there to assist those who are in their evolutionary process. And it's really, really important also to to make sure that we keep our vibration at a specific level. And you'll know where that is by by practicing it, because if you feel as if you need to lower your vibration in order to meet someone else where they are, then that will take you from, say, a fire hose of receiving information in in like a fire hose to a garden hose to a straw. It's just going to slow down. It's not about trying to fix people or save people. It's about maintaining your own frequency and allowing people to meet you where you are instead of making yourself fit into somebody else's idea of who or what makes them comfortable. If you 
make an effort to try to fit yourself into someone else's vibration. It's like trying to take a square peg and fit it into a round hole. It's going to fit. It's just not going to be a good fit. And you're going to feel it. You're going to feel it because I have podcasts, TV shows, people, whatever you want to say, places that I can't go to anymore or watch or listen to because I have raised my vibration Mm -hmm. and it's painful or annoying or whatever it is to where I can't go to that lower vibrational space anymore, you know? So you almost outgrow things. It's that sense of outgrowing. Absolutely. And good point, because the more you do this work, the more your vibration raises, you'll find that people start leaving your life because they just don't resonate on the same level. And that's okay. Because it's just making room for someone else to come in who's on a higher vibration, who can help you raise your vibration even further. So that's, you know, that is a that's an interesting part about channeling. Again, raising your vibration is the old stuff is going to start falling away. And sometimes we don't realize what no longer serves us until it's in the process of leaving. Exactly. So I feel like Ariana has been with us the entire time in, in some form, but do you have a, uh, or not to you. Does Ariana have a quick message for the listeners today? Okay. Um, sure. Let me just drop in and see what she has to say. Okay. Humanity is in a place it's never been in before, ever. Humanity is evolving at a rate that surprises most humans on your planets. So you're finding that the more awakening that is occurring, the more awakening is occurring. And what that means is as individuals are awakening to their true sense of being, to their true path, to who they truly are, they are modeling for others, not only physically, mentally, and emotionally, but also energetically, what it means to allow yourself to step into your truth. When you step into your truth, you find that there's freedom, there's growth, there's expansion, there's wisdom, there's bliss, happiness. And then you also have the other emotions at the other end of the spectrum, the frustration, the anger, and the anxiety. You find that when you tap into those energies, they're no longer there to suppress who you are. They're there to teach you. They're there to provide wisdom. They're there to provide an idea of the stuck energy that you still need to work through. And when you realize that there's still stuck energy, there's no longer any kind of bashing of yourself because you no longer need that. That no longer serves you. You can then look at yourself with compassion and understand, ah, this is my ancestral upbringing that I have brought further into this moment in time in order to help heal myself and heal the ancestral wounds of those who came before me. And each time you heal another ancestral wound or another part of you that no longer serves, not only do you heal yourself, but you also heal the energy that is connected to that ancestor, to those ancestors. So as humanity is in the process of evolving and becoming more expansive, the healing that is happening is exponential, not only within yourself, but right down your ancestral line. Your ancestors are here. They are here with you and they are all reaching 
deep within your being to assist you as best that they can in releasing yourself and them from the past experiences that no longer serve you and that no longer serve them. Your ancestors want you to release the old ways of being because they know that moving into this evolutionary period that humanity is now in, bringing along the old ways will not work. There are those who will choose to remain in the old ways of being, and that is fine. That's the journey that they have chosen to take. So there's no use of judging them. Allow yourselves to feel compassion for you, for them. And when you get into those places where you have a hard time having compassion for someone else, bring the compassion into yourself because that's where you begin. You change humanity by changing yourself. You cannot change anyone outside of yourself. You can pray for them. You can have compassion for them, but you cannot make them do, say, or think something else until they are ready to be in that place of acceptance. And the acceptance is where it all begins. The willingness, the acceptance, the compassion. If you walk with the compassion every day, you will find that your experiences are incredibly expansive in terms of the path that you are walking. If you feel like you are stuck in a place then simply ask for guidance. We are here to assist humanity in any way we can. Ask your guides, ask me, ask the trees, ask the earth, ask the universe for assistance. We will not interfere with your lessons of learning. That is not our job. Our job is to assist you when you ask, and we will wait patiently until you do so. We love you all, and we are so grateful for the journeys that you have to chosen to take on this physical earth plane. It is not an easy environment to be in at times, but the amount of wisdom that you are learning, the amount of healing that occurs within you ripples out into the universe, ripples out into where we exist. And when we feel that loving healing energy, that's what we reflect back to you. When we feel the angst, when we feel the anxiety, we allow ourselves to breathe through that and not attach to it because that is not something that we want to reflect back to you. If we do reflect it back to you, it's only because we know that you are on the tipping point. You're on the verge of understanding something so deep within yourself that you need that moment of frustration or anxiety to realize that you no longer need that. We are here to support you and love you on your journey, and we will be at your beck and call. When you call us in, allow us to show up in a way that makes sense for us and for you in that moment. If you have your ideas of how we are supposed to show up, when, where, and how, and you hold on to those expectations, then it will make it more challenging for you to understand that we are right by your side. If you call in, if you put that action out, if you ask that prayer, if you ask for guidance, and then let go of any expectation of how we are meant to show up for you, we come right in and you will immediately understand that we are there and how we are helping the synchronicities will simply flow and grow more and more and more. And you will find that your path is illuminated so incredibly brightly once you take those blinders off of your eyes. And the blinders, they're not good. They're not bad. They just are. They're providing you with another experience. And as you're moving along your path, you choose to put those blinders back on for a moment, that's fine too, because you're just having an experience. There is no judgment. We understand that every experience you are offered is another opportunity for growth, 
another opportunity for expansion, another opportunity for you to love yourself on a deeper and more profound level so that you can then ripple that love out through humanity, through the earth, through the universe. We are all here watching you. We are all here holding the space for you. All you have to do is ask and we will be there. We are so proud to be a part of this monumentous moment in time. Please call on us whenever you need to. We are always here for you. Thank you so much. That was that was channeling. That was it. And I could feel the energy. I can feel it now. It's in my fingertips. It's in my head feels dizzy. And I started to feel it in my face. So I feel Ariana coming through in a big way. I can feel your energy. So the audio on this episode may be totally messed up. <laughs> it was funny. You, you actually froze at one point when you started talking about ancestors. And at this point, I'm so used to people coming on with a high vibration that the audio gets crazy sometimes that I used to get so upset about it. And I'm like, no, this is what, this is what you have to deal with because our technology can't support it. What a message. That was amazing, Tracy. You're amazing. Thank you. Oh, thank you. So you can check out Tracy's channeling services and animal communication services, which I highly recommend, including equine workshops at her beautiful website, tracyshannon.com. You can follow Tracy on Instagram at Tracy501. Now, Tracy's first name is spelled T-R-A-C-I-E. T-R-A-C-I-E. And is there anything else you would like to add today before we leave? Yes, I will be putting together another Starseed workshop. I am not sure when I will be offering it, but when it's ready to go, I will put that on my website. It's not something that anyone can just jump into and join. You have to do the workshop. And then um, after you do the workshop, you can join the monthly meetings that I have that I'm holding. Can people do that next workshop virtually? Yes. Okay, good. I have someone interested already who's asked me about it, but the person lives um, in another part of the US. So, okay, cool. Excellent. So thank you so much, Tracy. And thank you. I'm still feeling the crazy energy. Thank you so much, Ariana, for showing up and channeling and giving us that beautiful message that I'm going to play over and over and absorb. And I just really appreciate you for the person you are, Tracy. Until next time, live your life two inches off the ground. Thank you, Tracy. Thank you, Jennifer. Jennifer.